Keeping It With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro-seeding, hydro-mulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for The King's Men. If you'd like to contact The King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958. 931-243-3958. Or you may email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. The King's Men in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include, but are not limited to, road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work, and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers, and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project, or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. Or three W's and a dot sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones. Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. During the overture of the 1982 rock song, Twilight Zone by Golden Earring, as you hear the rhythmic strumming of the guitar, you hear a voice underneath the music. It's really hard to distinguish. It's really hard to decipher. Although it says somewhere in a lonely hotel room, there's a guy starting to realize that his eternal fate has turned its back on him. It's 2 a.m. That's the only part that's absolutely clear. It's 2 a.m. Well, it's 2 a.m. It's 23 degrees. It's utter pitch black outside. I hear the coyotes. It sounds lonely. It sounds scary. And at times it sounds predatory. I'm warm under a layer of covers, and I can see by the light from my fireplace. I'm up because my hydrocodone has worn off. I just got released from the hospital, and I'm sitting here in my living room because the place where they stuck me in the back with a needle to train to, to drain 500 cc's of fluid out of the space surrounding my lungs, the paresis, that, that spot's a little sore. When they stick a needle all the way in your back and find your lung, that's a fairly good-sized needle. When the doctor came in and said, hey, this is going to f- feel like a bee sting, He's the only guy that told me the truth the whole week. Usually the little nurses come in, they say, you're going to be a small pinch, going to be a big bite, going to be no, nothing lived up to as advertised. This lived up to as advertised. This is going to feel like a bumblebee stung you, and, and, and it did. So I'm sitting up. I'm in my dark living room watching the fireplace burn, listening to the coyotes. 
and it's 2 a.m. And then my phone wiggled. So what am I doing with my phone on? Well, Jackie had come in to check my blood sugar with the little app I have on my phone, and she forgot to put it into silent mode. And so at 2 a.m., my phone wiggles. I have nocturnal friends, by the way. This particular friend is a U.S. Deputy Marshal and a, a SWAT team leader. Years ago, when retired Captain Rodney Baker was third shift Sergeant Rodney Baker, he asked me to draw a T-shirt. I drew this big muscular cop standing in the foreground. In the background was a blacked out city with a few little dim lights on the skyline. And the title of the shirt was Third Shift, Whatever Side of Town, While You Were Sleeping. It was a play off the 1995 movie of the same title. Well, while you're sleeping, young people are out there. And they were forced into a deadly encounter with an armed individual. And, and despite the misrepresentation of my quote from the Washington Post communist, I mean Washington Post columnist, I stand by the statement that I repeat from Jim Goins. You never choose to shoot anybody. Individual shoes to be shot. Now, it's not a rational, calculated choice. Sometimes it appears that way because it, it's it's an attempt to provoke an officer into killing them so so that they don't have to commit suicide themselves. So they will put the officer in a kill or be killed situation. And, and often that appears to be planned and, and rational, but it's it's really, really irrational. Irrational options are created by those who are high, drunk, enraged, deranged, deluded, depressed. Those people incapable of reason are simply in so much chaos, pain, that they are desperate. When you talk about the use of deadly force, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of ways to avoid being in a deadly force encounter if you encounter the police. And yet there's only one way, there's only one option to create deadly force. And that is if you threaten the life, the health, or the safety of another. And that is if you threaten a cop, if you threaten your children, if you threaten your spouse, if you threaten your neighbor, if you threaten the life, health, and safety of a random stranger or an illegal alien, if you threaten the life of another person, then a police officer cannot make any other choice except to use deadly force. We don't want that to happen. And when I say we, I'm not a police officer. But nobody wants it to happen. But as long as you don't threaten anybody, it's not going to happen. There are lots of factors that go into the thousand moments that get compressed into a microsecond that ends in a deadly force encounter. But it really always boils down to the mitigation of threat. And if there is no threat, there is no need of deadly force. If there is no threat, there's no need of violence. And, and that's, that's probably even ubiquitously true. It, it's probably true uh, even in the cases of unprovoked use of deadly force. You see, evil people hurt others because the others pose a threat in some way to them. And it may not be understood. It, it may be that they feel threatened by their fear, their prejudice, their bias, their insecurity. Most men who are overtly aggressive, bro, I just see red, man. <laughs> Those guys are simply insecure. 
lack of compliance is always an implication of threat. And that's whether we like it or not. Because she, when I ask you to do something and you don't do it, you create a situation where you're going to force my hand. And so lack of compliance is always an implication of threat. Even in the famous protest slogan, no justice, no peace, you have an illusion to imply violence. If we don't get our way, we're going to start messing stuff up. Until we get our way, you can't have peace. Well, that's intimidation. That's the use of threat. That's an implied use of violence. Those are my perspectives, and I'm really not qualified to say more than that concerning use of force because it's not something I do for a living. Having said all that, while we were warm, some of us sleeping, others of us not, some of us were cozy, illuminated by ambient light of a fire, or otherwise young people, and and I mean young people, We're out in the dark, cold night confronting danger and being altered forever for having to unsheath violence from the scabbard of restraint so that we could continue to sleep and our sleep would be sound and we would be warm without worry because we are safe. As I sit here, it's 2 a.m., I'm in my living room as the fire guttered and sputtered, leaving me with just a hint of moonlight in the yard. My prayer was for a young man whose path directed him either because of illness or ill will, choices, trauma, or factors he did not recognize or factors that we cannot recognize. But those factors brought him to a place where the only tool available to deal with the situation was the use of force. But more than pray for him and his family, I also prayed for those young people out there that wear the badge and put on a body armor to go to work every day. The young spouses, the young parents, people who are, although they're adults, are somebody's children, their friends, their neighbors. They were out there on this night, and they were forced to use violence to return home so that tomorrow night, They can and will return out there again and do the job. There's a psychic price to pay when you are touched by violence. But these young people will be fine. The veteran officers and our command staff and the resources we have available will model how they can navigate this. They really will be fine, but they will be different as well. There is a psychic price to pay when you are touched by violence. There's also a psychic price to pay when you touch violence and you draw it forth to wield it. You may or may not hear about this story on the news. This is may or may not be the incident you have in mind because I've dealt with three of these in the past month. You'll hear the news or you won't hear the news, but more often than not, the news will be like, fire, ready, aim. It frustrates me that reporters and social media influencers have all the time in the world to get it right, and they never do. We have a saying that when you deal with the media, it's like having a picnic with a tiger. The tiger always eats last. I don't do interviews with the media anymore unless I have the absolute godlike authority 
to say, no, you don't play that or you edited that too much because you'll be misrepresented. And yet these guys have all the time in the world. They can interview countless of people. They can do their research. They can make phone calls. They can look at internet articles, and yet they get the facts wrong. But they love to talk about men and women who make in-the-moment life-altering decisions as if those men and women were making decisions at the pace one uses to play chess or lay tile. Anyway, just remember these kinds of things happen most every night, not, not exclusively in our city, but in every city where there's law. Just remember that these things happen most every night because good men and good women are out there in the dark, staring back, unblinking at the predator's eyes, and all this goes on while you are sleeping. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure, is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones, Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem, Grappling With Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots, don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Mm-hmm.